0: Let's go hey everyone welcome back into another episode of triple babble podcast i'm your host trev um and this is the show where we talk all things uh nfl football um everything from fantasy football talk about sports betting angles uh we talk about matchup analysis and breakdowns and of course the dallas cowboys um so i'm joined here by my co-host uh tp as well as uh el jefe tp how you doing man how's everything going for you
1: it was a very productive day at work. I feel like I set some some records. Um, everything is going well, man. It's Friday, fun day. Uh, got some things going on tomorrow. Everything's really exciting. Uh, sipping on a little spicy margarita. Feeling real good right now. Jefe, what's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I,
2: I can tell you this: it has been a good Friday. Yesterday, I, I was rocky. I was I was worried about. I was worried about today. I didn't think today was going to be good after yesterday but I, I can't complain. I left work early. I got my water. I don't know about your margaritas, but I got my water, you know, I have water too. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm living the dream. As i always like to say, I'm living the dream. Every day. God wakes me up. It's just another day for me to be great. So, you know what? Speaking of being great, man, we did it once again, all three of us, we were on the same page, triple babble. We called the shots here. We all picked the Titans to win that Thursday night football game. Trev, man, we did it
0: again. Yeah, we did it again. We we on a back-to-back. Uh, so, yeah, the Titans, uh, they not only won, but they covered the spread. as Well, I guess if you win, you probably cover most of the time. But, yeah, they won in cover. Um, Titans plus three. That was a good pick, good choice. Um, The Packers are done. I think they just turned up for the Dallas Cowboys, unfortunately. Um, But, yeah, it was a really interesting game. I was glad to see uh, Derrick Henry got into the end zone. It was pretty awesome. Um, Christian Watson lit up the scoreboard again uh, this week, one of the only bright spots for Green Bay. Um, I think he's had five in the past four days, five touchdowns. So pretty impressive. The rookie's looking pretty sharp. Um, Overall, it was was a pretty good Thursday night football game. Um, Went more or less how I expected it to.
2: Yeah. TV, yeah, man, uh, we got another one.
1: Yeah, no, I mean. On the
2: boards, you're doing it. You're doing it. I think you called it first. You said Titans first.
1: Nah, we followed suit. It feels good to be unified here. You know what I mean? It feels good to be unified on the front. Um, especially against the Green Bay Packers, who I despise, I loathe. especially Aaron Rodgers. At least somebody took him road right back and finished the job, loaded up the shotgun, loaded up the shotgun with the clips, put that guy down the way he should have been put down the week prior, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I mean, we kind of said that Derrick Henry was going to be the one to lead the charge, but Ryan Tannehill threw for 333, two tugs. That is an amazing stat line for Ryan Tannehill. I mean, that's like a walk in the park for Patrick Mahomes, guys like that. Um, you know, Tom the Tom Brady's, the Lamar Jackson's, those guys, the Justin Herberts. But Ryan Tannehill said, hey, 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 don't worry about me. We're here. So we love to see that. Um, kudos to Tennessee. Goodbye, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, go, go do some shrimps, man. Do your thing. Relax. It's time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was great. We all got this Thursday correct. Let's see if we can continue this we on to some Sunday football, fellas. 1 p.m. games. We got the first one up. We got the Bears and the Falcons. Man, the Falcons are now losers of two straight games. And now they got to play Chicago in a must-win game to stay in this divisional race. Because, boy, it is close. And the Bucks are winning. Justin Fields has never run. I mean, I'm sorry. Justin Fields has now rushed for 555 yards over the past five weeks. That's the most by any quarterback in the Super Bowl era. And the Bears have also won this matchup three of the last four and the last two in Atlanta. TP, man. You Got any more stats for me before I just go ahead and lock in these Bears?
1: I mean, realistically, look, we're looking at both teams that are coming off of two losses, but Chicago has gotten visibly better week over week. And I mean, if you don't think they're getting better. they at the very least being competitive. Um, Cole commit is showing off that he is um, a high value target to Justin Fields. But I mean, Justin Fields really gets the job that on the ground, um, One two TDs on the ground, but he also had two TDs to Cole commit. So, I mean, there, there's, there's some sort of chemistry going on, whether it's on the ground with his feet. I don't know if he, you know, maybe the grass and his feet have some sort of relationship going on, but that's neither here nor there. It's kind of weird either way. I mean, they're really facing off against an Atlanta team that has really been struggling um, this season. Arthur Blank has backed up Marcus Mariota this week. But, I mean, realistically, if Mariota does continue to struggle, they're going to have to go – personally, I believe they're going to have to look forward to – sorry, look into bringing in Desmond Ritter, their third-round draft pick out of Cincinnati. So, um, I do expect um, Atlanta to try to get their running back the ball. But, I mean, Chicago, for what it's worth, they've – progressed week over week whereas atlanta's kind of been stagnant so i too am picking chicago this week jefe i think you should go with chicago as well
2: oh man i'm all but locked in on them but you know my only issue is they're losers of three straight and they've lost four out of five on the road but i think they got this one in the bag trev you got any props for me in this game you think what's justin fields man i know something's got to give here
0: yeah, something's got to give. Something's got to gotta break open, bust open. And I think that might be Justin Fields and his uh his rushing yards. So currently, Justin Fields is set at 70 and a half rushing yards. He's gone over that total the last three weeks, and he, I think, went over 68, 70 by about halftime uh, on last Sunday. So uh, that's a lot from your quarterback. I don't care if you're Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Um, You know, that's that's a lot. Seven and a half. So but I would only take that over. I mean, Justin Fields and the Bears, they know that their um, skill and in the offense is rushing the football. Um, And it kind of goes through their their quarterback, uh, Justin Fields. Now, um, one of their running backs is on IR, Khalil Herbert. So it will be predominantly um, a David Montgomery and Justin Fields type of game. So it'll be interesting to see what they uh, are able to drum up. And I would take Justin Fields over 70 and a half uh, rushing yards at minus 114 on FanDuel. As for my pick in this game, uh, got a total set at 49 and a half, a lot of points. But um, a lot of the Bears games have been set pretty high um, past three weeks or so. Um, I wouldn't take a side on that, to be honest with you. I got to probably leave that one alone. But I do like Chicago plus the three, this matchup. Um, Based on everything you guys said so far, I don't trust Atlanta laying points. I'm going to take Chicago with the points.
2: Okay. So, looks like we all going back the road team Chicago here with that plus three. We'll see what happens, though. Let's get right into that next one. We got the three and six Browns against the six and three Bills. Ah, These Bills, man, they've been very interesting. Just a week ago, man, these guys were at first place in their division. And, boy, how one week changes everything. Now they said a third place in this division. Josh Allen, that's my guy, but he's looking a little hurt. And now they can't even play in their home stadium. That's snow, man. It just piled in. It's all compact. I don't know. I'm sure you all seen the pictures. this It's crazy. Now they got to go out to Detroit and play. But lucky for them, they get to play back-to-back back in Detroit. So maybe that's in their favor. But, T.P., man, you got any stats for me in this, in this matchup?
1: I mean, as you were saying, you know, there's a lot of snow coming down. I mean, they, they said it's, what, six feet? That's taller than some of the running backs that will be playing in this game this week, so it'll be interesting to see what's going on in Detroit. Um, I mean, Buffalo's coming off of two back-to-back losses in nail-biting fashion. Um, Josh Allen, unfortunately, has been hampered a little bit with an elbow injury. I mean, it's affected his gameplay, but – um. You know, he's still throwing touchdowns, but it it may show where he's leading the league in interceptions. Um, But, I mean, excuses are no fun. Justin Jefferson last week arguably made the catch of the year after Stephon Diggs was like, hey, I'm here to play football. Um, but I mean realistically what we're looking at this offense has struggled in the second half as well. They haven't scored a touchdown in the second half over the past three games. Um the Browns last week were spanked by the Dolphins, but masseuse connoisseur of Deshaun Deshaun Watson is coming back to practice for the Browns. I'm not really smiling at the fact that he's a Masseuse connoisseur, just a great football player is coming back. Um he needs to figure that out with his own time. Um However, it does get colder on this time of year, and Amari Cooper does not do well in the cold. So we might have to wait till next season for them to really build some sort of connection, whereas Buffalo thrives in the cold games. So I am picking Buffalo to turn Jacoby Brissett into Jacoby Brisket, and Buffalo should win this game, hands down.
2: Yeah, the, the current spread is set at seven and a half points. That's a lot of points. I definitely like Buffalo to win this game. I'm not sure how I'm leaning on the spread. As I said, it's a lot of points. Trev, man, you got any, any, any prop bets for us though? Any fantasy intake?
0: Yeah, I got a few things. So Buffalo is two and two, um, against the spread, um, when they're playing at home this year, obviously not playing at home. They're playing at a neutral site, which is, um, you know, Ford field, um, using the lions, uh, stadium. So it'll be interesting to see if, um, you know, that has any, you know, merit to how they play. Um, I expect this, um, you know, them Them to play a thorough game, a pretty good game still. Um, I look for the Bills to win here. Seven is a lot of points. Seven and a half, that's a lot of points really in the NFL. So um, I don't particularly have a lean here. I just like the Bills kind of winning. If I were to go, I'm not even going to say. I was going to say if I would go one way or the other. But, um, yeah, I really can't. I just like the Bills, obviously, to win this matchup. I do think this is a kind of get-right situation after coming off a loss like this. I think the Bills are trying to kind of right their wrongs. Overall, the Bills are uh, four and five against the spread on the season. So um, I think they're looking to get to just about even um, uh, for this matchup as well. So, what do I like uh, for player props? Um, I like Stefan Diggs, um, over 89 and a half uh, receiving yards. He went over his prop uh, last week, which was set um, at about 88 or so. So, I like him to do it again uh, for this matchup. The Browns defense is not who we thought they were. So, I like them. Fantasy, I would just say uh, go for the normal uh, stars, the starters in your lineup. So uh, that's all I got for this one. Uh, not really a side to pick. Seven is just too many points.
2: Yeah, it is a lot of points. So it looks like we all like the Bills to win, hopefully in excellent fashion, hopefully get right fashion. And Josh Allen's back to form. But speaking of back to form, let's get into this next game. We got the 8-1 and one Eagles. Yes, you heard me correctly. They – are 8-1 now, and we got them at the Colts, 4-5-1, and one. Colts. Eagles, man, they're coming off their first loss of the season. Oh, thank you, God. But, man, they look to continue their dominance on the road as they're still 4-0 this season on the road. As for the Colts, though, man, they snapped a three-game losing streak last week, and they look to get back to five hundred this week, as well as Jeff Saturday looks to continue his NFL head coaching career undefeated. TP, you got any stats? Any, any, anything to tell me on this one?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, we you know, we always, NFC East, NFC East fans are obviously <laughs> singing the praises of the no longer undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. But they're going up against an Indianapolis team that has pretty much lacked identity. But Jeff Saturday seems to have lit a fire under this team. And they won their game under the new head coach, a former player, um, Bad luck for the Philadelphia Eagles. They are now missing one of their key pieces on offense, Dallas Goddard, who was having an excellent season so far, pro bowl season, not just for Philadelphia, but for my fantasy team, uh leading the way as a tight end. Uh he's placed on injured reserve, and AJ Brown was walking around the practice field gingerly, um having to deal with an ankle injury as well. Um, Devontae Smith is more than capable to rise up to the occasion, especially being under AJ Brown's wing this year. So I do think that the Philadelphia Eagles won't have too many issues on offense. And they've also added Dominican Sue, sharing up their front seven, as well as Jordan Davis will be back soon, as well as Fletcher Cox and Jordan, I'm sorry, um, Hargraves, I forgot his first name. But I mean, that, that Eagles front seven is probably one of the deepest, especially the defensive line is probably one of the deepest that we've seen in NFL history. Um, Matt Ryan probably won't do too much if he's starting. I'm not sure who the starting quarterback for the Colts will be this week, but he won't be doing too much against Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Um, but I mean, for a fantasy owner, I'm hoping that Jonathan Taylor can do a little bit and see, you know, follow suit what the Washington Commanders did with Antonio Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. But realistically, I think Philadelphia gets this win.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm uh, for this one. I'm 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 hoping the
0: Colts get this win. Uh, Trev, I, I hope, hope. you're on that. It's
2: about the it's about real <laughs> realistic,
0: being realistic um, here. Yeah, as sure, much I as good. I would, as much as I'd like to bask in that uh, that optimism about the Colts uh, beating the Eagles, I don't think it's going to happen. And I kind of lean towards the the Eagles in this matchup. Overall, the Eagles are uh, four and five, I believe, no, five and four, five and four, I'm sorry, against the spread this season. And on the road, they are one and three against the spread. So they've won a lot of games, obviously, but that doesn't mean they always cover the spread. Um, And spreads are heavily inflated, especially if a team is doing really well. So even like the New England Patriots, the year they won all those games, um, they didn't cover all the spreads. They weren't even close to covering all the spreads that they um, had laid out for them this season. They went undefeated in the regular season. But I definitely lean uh, towards the Eagles this game, uh, minus the seven and a half. Yes, it's a lot of points, but you have a rookie interim uh, head coach uh, in the NFL. I mean, I think there are a lot of things that could potentially could go wrong. I think people might be a little high on this team because of how they performed against Las Vegas. But Vegas, as you see, is, you know, not who we thought they were at all coming into the season. I mean, they are a hot dumpster fire. You just don't know what you're going to get out of them week to week. They might put up zero. They might lose to a uh, guy named Jeff Saturday, uh, first time coaching uh, in the NFL. So, I mean, there's so many outcomes, but I do think this Eagles team wants to get back on track. And I got to lean for them to cover the spread. Um on seven and a half. Um, no particular fantasy options this week. Uh, I would just look for the Eagles to get back at doing what they are good, doing what they're good at, running the football consistently. Um yeah. I like Philly this game. Cover. As
2: unfortunate as I might see to see them win, I just hope they collapse this week uh completely. Um and we see an eight and two record going into um you know next week. You know, <laughs> but not As TP said, I can just live on my optimism, um, and we'll see what happens. Uh, But until then, we'll get we'll get right into the next one. We got the Jets, 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 Jets. The six and three Jets at the Patriots, five and four. The Jets are one and four against the spread and zero and five straight up off the bye week in the last five seasons. The Patriots, they're five and two against the spread and straight up off the bye in the last five seasons. Let's see. The second-place Jets meet the fourth-place Patriots for uh, in this matchup on the road. The Patriots won the first one, the first game of the, uh, their matchup this year on the road. This time, the Patriots get the Jets at home, have not lost to the Jets at home since 2015, but they also haven't lost a home game to the Jets since Tom Brady got hurt. Matt Castle had to step up. That year was 2008. Little Wayne was still at the top of the charts. Single ladies got their song that year. And Matt Castle lost to the Jets at home. You know what, though? The Jets are also 4-0 on the road this season. TP, can we get an 8 year? Who oh, are we doing in 0-8? <laughs>
1: Well, if you want to talk about what I was doing in 2008, I was actually <laughs> graduating high school. But I know. All right, all
2: right okay, wow. Hard. Here we wow, go. Here there we go. Again. Yeah, just all right. Here we
1: go. Come on. What are we gonna say gray hairs are, are, are growing in my hair? Let's let's search through all my hair. Come on, Faye, search through all my hair for the grays, <laughs> man. Come on. Anyway, the Jets, the Jets have turned a corner a lot faster than I believe that a lot of us had realized. Um, C.J. Mosley, great addition to this defense. Um. Zach Wilson, I know we made jokes about him earlier in the season, but for what it's worth, has been performing excellently week in and out, except for when he had to go up against Bill Belichick first week. Um, I mean, the first game of their um, of their series this season. I do think that Zach Wilson will recover. They're going to be in, they're, they're a little bit better than what they were a couple weeks prior. Um, it, it's time for the empire to fall. Bill Belichick, Mister uh, Mr. Darth Vader himself, We have Zach Skywalker, we have C.J. Mosley. I know Elijah, Elijah, um, what's his last name? Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore. I know he's a little bit frustrated with his role in the offense, but I do think that the Jets are going to find a way to get him involved. And again, he's a little bit frustrated, but they said they're going to try to move him to the slot. So let's see if they can get him involved. Um, Michael Carter and James Robinson are going to have to do something. They're going to have to have their hands all over this game to wear down that Patriots defense, the way that Bill Belichick draws up schemes. It's kind of difficult for a guy who's kind of held his grips on the AFC East for X amount of years. Um, Somebody I haven't really spoken about this season and has really shown that he's one of the guys that needs to be spoken about is Sauce Gardner. Um, Excellent defender, um, excellent D.B., and I think he needs a little bit more attention than I'm giving him. So sauce, keep saucing out there, man. Um, both teams winning four out of their last five. Um, this is going to be an interesting game to see. Um, I think that they should have flexed this one to the 425 versus the other game. And the 425 that we'll discuss later, a little bit later. But I'm picking the Jets here. I'm picking the Jets. I think Bill Belichick falls apart. The umpire, the umpire, it's time for them to fall.
2: You know, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see my the Jets, my BYU product. Zach Wilson go in there and slang some TVs and get it done. Trev though, let me ask you one quick question before you start. You see that gray hair right there on the top of his head?
1: Gray hair? Gray hair where?
0: <laughs>
1: gray hair where?
0: Uh, I'm, hey, I'm, TP, I'm I don't I don't, I don't I don't see nothing, man. I don't see nothing. I'm just fucking with you, Trev. I do, Trev, I do man, have a gray hair got... in my ear. I have one in my ear. I will say that.
2: Uh, you really told the world that? I would have never. That's crazy. like I have that
0: one to myself,
2: man. I would exactly. Trev, man, though, roll roll it. Let's forget about that. Let's try and roll in with some props and some fantasy. Let's get some real money talking.
0: Yeah, let's, let's talk about some stuff, some money, I guess. <laughs> um, so you got the New York Jets versus the New England Patriots. Um, yeah, I like the New England Patriots to win. I do think the New <laughs> York Jets will probably cover this game. Um, one of the other um, pieces to this is uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Um, he, um, I like him. I really like him this game. Um, he has been kind of underrated in the prop betting market this year um, in terms of when he was inserted into the lineup when Harris got hurt. So I like him to kind of get the ball early and often, especially when in the red zone. I don't think this coaching staff uh, really trusts Mac Jones too much. Um, I personally don't think he's the guy, uh, to be honest. I mean, he doesn't even seem like the the best game manager to me from the eye test, but um, I definitely look for this team, to gave Stevenson um, opportunities once they get into the red zone, once they're scoring opportunities. Uh, I, I definitely think uh, him getting a touchdown. Um, his current odds are uh, plus 110 on Fanduel right now. I love those odds. Um, no play on the total here. Um, I think this could really go either way. It Kind of be like a shutout type of game or a field goal type of game. Um, so, yeah, that's how I feel about that. But yeah, I like the Patriots to kind of squeeze the victory out maybe by three points, um, meaning they don't cover that three and a half point spread. But um, yeah, I think I like New York um to, to cover the full game. But that's what I've got, gentlemen. All right. Well, let's get right on to it. We
2: got the three and six Rams at the three and seven Saints. Yep. <laughs> The last place Rams traveled to New Orleans to take on the last place Saints. And if I told you the Rams won the Super Bowl last year, would you even believe me? And let me tell you something. There ain't no chance OBJ's coming back. Y'all can hang that up, Rams fans. Sorry. The Saints, though, man, they've lost two straight. But don't worry. Rams lost three. Can the Rams get back in and, and, and Super Bowl winning form? Or will the, or will the Red Rifle? Rifle his way through this game. TP. Give me in him with some stats, man.
1: Look, man, the Rams Super Bowl hangover rivals my New Year's Eve hangover. I woke up on a bench <laughs> at Union Station and I have no idea how that happened. Okay. Three the and six wildest story the I've ever heard. Exactly, man. Three and six leaving the dance with everyone's favorite lady last year. Disheartening, man. She's definitely, she's definitely got her eyes on somebody else. They're, Another group, of, another team, but that's neither here nor there, man. I definitely saw another Rams faithful there earlier this week saying he's going to get an early start to basketball season. So I understand, man. Um, Matthew Stafford is coming back from concussion protocol, but he's going to be without Cooper Cup. He's going to have to try to find Allen Robinson for whatever reason. He doesn't look after they signed him in the offseason, but we'll see what happens. Him and Van Jefferson are going to have to find some sort of way to convince Matthew Stafford to throw in the football but they're not the only team that's going to be injured this week. The saints are plagued with injury. They're going to be missing or may, I'm sorry, they may not be missing, but um, Marshawn Lattimore and Cameron Jordan missed a bunch of um, practice this week, as well as they're going to be missed. They might be missing Andrus Pete on the offensive line and James Hurst. So, I mean, the saints are pretty much plagued with injury. Um, the Rams are plagued with injury as well as hungover. James Winston is trying to fight for his spot back, but Andy Dalton, I mean, has been managing the game for what it's worth. But if he has a bad outing this week, I do believe that Jameis Winston will get back on the field.
0: Well, we'll
2: see what happens. I'm picking New Orleans here. Oh, oh, a late pick, a late pick. Okay, I hope to see the Saints win, man. Fuck those Rams fans, Trev. That's crazy. You got some props, some (laughs) some fantasy intake for me on this yeah
0: so i'll start with this one i like the rams in this matchup uh the rams are not favorites uh they are the spread is set at two and a half uh so i want to take the rams here at plus uh two and a half so the story here is obviously cooper cup i think a lot of people are already down on this rams team and and to be honest they were getting uh you know inflated spread they're getting super bowl spreads championship spreads uh for a team that you know, had Super Bowl aspirations, or at least the fan base thought they did at the beginning of the year, general NFL fans. But as we've seen through the first few weeks of the season, this is not last year's Rams at all. There's no OBJ. The offensive line is beat up. Um, the running back situation is, is absolutely terrible. I'm sure they're in the bottom uh, half of the league in terms of rushing. And they seem to only be able to get the ball to Cooper Cup on offense. Like you guys mentioned, I mean, spent a lot of money to acquire Allen Robinson in the offseason. He has not produced yet in this offense. I think that this Rams team knows the season is lost at this point in time. Cooper Cup was placed on IR. That's going to be four weeks. And I think a lot of, you know, pundits, media people are just like, it's done. It's over for the Rams. Try again next year. And they very much will. Um, I just don't see Cooper Cup coming back in four weeks. And, you know, uh, this team being in a position to really make the playoffs. Um, Not, you know, where we are right now, you know, where San Francisco is. So I like the Rams to cover, um, and I like Allen Robinson, his props. Um, So I want to go into a little bit about that really quick. Um, Currently, Allen Robinson, his uh, props, his receiving prop, um, looking at some alternate odds, for 60 yards, it's at plus 142. I just find it very difficult to figure out who else they're going to throw the ball to. I do think Stafford will throw for over 60 yards, and if he does, I think that'll probably touch Allen Robinson's hands. Um, You can get him at 50 yards at minus 112. Um, So – I definitely think because of Robinson's performance this far, I think he's a great start in fantasy football. I think he's an excellent um, you know, prop pick for this week, maybe a parlay builder, um, combining himself with uh, you know, someone else like a Stephon Diggs um, you know, type of parlay. But I love Allen Robinson this week. Really like him in fantasy. I picked him up in one of my leagues and um I think he'll do pretty well. So um go Rams just this week only. <laughs> Uh, just one, one week
2: only. All right, let's get into another 1 p.m. game. We got the three and six Lions against the seven and two Giants. And after that bye week the Giants had, they got back to business when they played the Texans and picked up a win. But the Lions, who had lost five straight games, they recently found ways to win in their last two matchups. Can Daniel Jones and Saquon keep the Giants on track? Or will the Lions find another way to win on the road? As they got their first road win last week after losing the first three, TP man, roll me in with some stats. The G man.
1: <laughs> I love what Chris Berman says that. I mean, we 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 speak about how the G man, but I mean, it's seven and two. How how ill can we speak of this team? Um, I also saw that Saquon Barkley was calling Daniel Jones the White Michael Vick or something that effect earlier this week. Um. I, I mean, what he's, he's getting the job done on the ground because he can't throw to anybody. Who, who, who what receiver is going to throw the ball to? Let's be honest. Who's going to throw the ball to? Um, yeah. You know, only real interesting stat that I saw about this game is that Saquon Barkley, the league's leading rusher, will be going up against the 31st ranked rushing defense. So um, Saquon might be mentioned a little bit later on in this um segment, in this uh this podcast. I'm not sure where or when. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I think that the G men are gonna be bullying the Lions, man. They're 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 little kittens this week. They'll be kittens this Sunday. Say get loose. And I promise you if you don't get loose, I promise you. Be upset. We got
2: some promises. We got some anger steaming in. Trev man, you got any 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 fantasy talk, any prop bets for us that we should be looking into this game?
0: Yeah, I was skeptical of the 2022 New York Giants coming into the year. I'm just like, well, how much better can they get? I mean, they struggled mightily last year. Yes, Saquon's back. The big question was, is he going to be healthy? I think he's already answered that question. And uh, that is, yes, he is healthy. And uh, so is Daniel Jones. I mean, he might be the white Michael Vick, Uh, just, you know, kind of putting the team on his back at certain points in the game and kind of just taking off along with Saquon. Um, but for the purposes of this matchup, I, I like uh, New York to cover this spread um, at three. I think three is a good number. I think if it was like six, I'd probably lean to Detroit some more. But, you know, uh, New York is 7-2 against the spread this season. Really impressive. I think they proved a lot of their doubt is wrong. And I still think these lines at the beginning are actually uh, more so about what people thought the New York Giants are. Kind of like with the Rams. They were getting these inflated lines because people thought they would be champions. They'd return to form. But the writing was on the wall that, you know, they wouldn't be able to sustain that. But with the Giants, you know, uh, the writing was also on the wall that, you know, they'd be able to kind of take it up a notch. So just being able to, um, you know, give this new head coach, Saquon healthy, Daniel Jones playing better. Their weakness, of course, is, uh you know, their wide receivers or lack thereof. But they've been covering games. Um, I like the Giants uh, this week. No one interesting to start, particularly in fantasy um, start the same old guys. DeAndre Swift is a question mark right now. He has not really played too much. It's all been about Jamal Williams, but he does score. So, um, if you got him, I'd still start him. Um, but yeah, I, I I like New York this week. All right, let's go, G men.
2: Up next, we got the three and seven Panthers at the six and three Ravens. The Ravens are two and four against the spread and four and two straight up in the last five seasons off that bye week. The Panthers, they travel to Baltimore in search of that first road win of the season as they are 0-4 on the road. And what a wild ride it has been for the Panthers fans this season as they started with T.P.'s original (laughs) and most famous story of our first podcast. They come back with the guy, Baker Money Mayfield. And, yes, I say money because I always love to bet against him, and I just make that money. Money, 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 money. Yes, yeah, sir, he also owns a three-and-five straight-up record against the Ravens. TP, man, roll me in with some more stats.
1: Baker Mayfield, just can't, he just cannot avoid this Baltimore Ravens team. I mean, started in Cleveland, now he's in, uh, now he's in Carolina, still has to play Baltimore, but – um, Lamar and this team—they seem to have righted the ship. They started, they struggled. They were, uh, you know, on and off for the, for the previous couple of weeks early in the season, but now they're winning four of the last five. I'll bite in close in close fashion, but I mean, wins are wins when everybody in the NFL is a professional, right? On the other side of the field, Carolina, who was thought of being crippled without the guy running their offense, Christian McCaffrey, they've been averaging close to 160 yards a game on the ground, which is very impressive over the past four games, two of which have translated the wins. Um, Marcus Peters, Peters. I'm sorry, Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey are familiar with Baker Mayfield's game. So if Baker, if the Carolina Panthers stand a single bit of a chance, they're going to have to continue their run game. Um, see if they can crack this Baltimore defense. I mean, granted, Baltimore is historic is historically good on defense, but um, you know, 160 yards on the ground—it's kind of difficult to combat that. Um, so, unfortunately, I. Well, unfortunately for Carolina, I do think Baltimore is going to get the job done, especially with Roquan Smith. Um, this defense just on on all, on all cylinders there's going to be firing off. And Baker Mayfield, I don't think he's going to be equipped to take out this Ravens team like he used to, at least split with them for what it's worth.
2: Yes, sir. Trev, man, fill me in. What, what, what props should I be taking in this Ravens game? Well, so start. I circled.
0: Struggling? I circled. I so I give you a good prop. I circled a prop for this game that I uh, <laughs> think you guys might like. So, anytime touchdown score in this matchup, um, I am choosing Baltimore defense <laughs> on Thandor, The Baltimore defense for an anytime touchdown score, meaning any player on their defense picks up the ball and takes it in for six against their opponent. Um, it's plus 450 right now. Um, I think there's a good chance for a scoop and score uh, pick six uh, any variation uh, you know the defense kind of jumping on the ball and taking it back in uh, for six points Um, I just don't think that this Carolina Panthers offense has what it takes and I think this Baltimore's defense is uh, really good I mean just the acquisition from Chicago huge helps their defense Um, I, I think it's gonna be a rough day for Carolina to be honest with you. Um, From a side's perspective, I do think that this spread is extremely high, but um, Jefe, like I was talking to you um, at some point earlier, I do think that the Ravens are in position to cover this particular spread. Um, You know, the total set really low to at 41 points. Um, It just makes me think that, you know, uh, it's going to be a low-scoring game, which means if it's so low-scoring, I mean, I expect them to score the Panthers, but how many points they're going to score, you know, at some point they might get into the end zone because, you know, why not? Uh, They might just let them in, but I don't know. I really couldn't tell you right now. Um, It depends on how much Baltimore wants to blow this team out by. So um, I lean the Ravens. um, I lean them to win, of course, um, lean them to cover. And I like that prop. Any uh, time touchdown for a (laughs) Ravens defensive player. Though that
2: was speaking of blowout, we we might just see a straight up blowout. The Panthers might not be able to see the end zone this week. They might not even get in field goal range. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll 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 check that out. We'll see what happens. Um, but you know what? Let's let's go ahead and get into this last one o'clock game we got for everybody. We got the five and five commanders who are commanding their way back against the one, seven, and one Texans. And you know what, Trev, man. All along, I've been talking to you about another team, and I was calling them the Tanking Titans. But all along, it should have been the Tanking Texans. Where was my head at? I don't know. But I can tell you this, Davis Mills is that guy because he's bringing that 317-1 and straight-up record right, right, right back at home to try and command the commandos, you know. But, you know, after starting the season, one and four, the commanders have really flipped things around. And I mean they really flipped things around. They went four and one in that next stretch. And now they're just straight up even. And you know what? The last time they were they were this good and were over 500 after week 11, Alex Smith broke his leg. TP, roll me in with some stats. Damn.
1: Someone not what I expected to hear. Um, given that the commanders are, you know, 500, um, I'm not necessarily sure if this game could be considered a trap game. Um, I mean, but some would argue, yes, given the emotional high after unseating the previously undefeated Philadelphia Eagles in a dominant fashion, but I mean, however you want to spin this game, um, for what it's worth, this commander's team looks a lot different with Taylor Heineke under center. Um, I have gone on record and said that Taylor Heineke kind of reminds me of a Tony Romo-esque player just the way he, you know, leads his team onto the field, except for Washington seems to want to play for him. <laughs> That's a different conversation. Um, this run game looks a lot more competent with Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson coming together cohesively. And, you know, for what it's worth, however you want to feel about it, aside from A.J. Brown, the commanders have the best receiver in, in our division with Terry McLaurin. Um, he's seeing his, share, his fair share of targets from Taylor Heineke not like what he was getting from Carson Wentz and Curtis Samuel plays very similar to Debo Samuel. Um, I don't know if they're related. I don't think they are, but I mean, this offense has been carrying their weight recently and chase young may be making his season debut. So he's going to be joining alongside that formidable front seven as well. Um, I don't really have much to say about Davis Mills and this Texans team, except that they're probably going to get run over. So Commanders should be over 500 this season. Um, After this game, six and five, hate to see it, but it is what it is.
2: Yeah, it is what it is. Trev, man, you got any prop bets? Any, any fantasy
0: intake for us? Is somebody going to break their leg this time? I hope no one breaks their leg this time, but yeah, nobody wants that. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants, wants that at all, but yeah, you've got the commanders and you've got the Houston Texans. So, Washington is one of those teams that I don't think contains emotion well. Like when they win, you know, they get or when they're up in games, they kind of like take their foot off the gas. And when they go into the next game, they always are that team where it's just like the fan base is, you know, emotional, they're riled up about them. They think, oh, their command is about to go in there, and, you know, win and do all this and do all that. Um, just hold your horses real quick. Um, I like Houston plus three here. Not saying they'll win, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just straight up did. I um I won't believe it until I see it. Uh, yes, they put together a string of really good games recently, but I like to see them come off of a very, very emotional high. Uh, Ron Rivera was in that locker room last <laughs> week, just like, you know, about to sob up. Um, he was extremely emotional. Um, Terry McLaurin after that game kind of stated, uh, you know, how much he thought of Taylor Heineke, um, you know, in such a positive light and, you know, um, how he's played so far in this uh in this absence of Carson Wentz. So I really, really do think that um Washington could lose this game. If you guys paid close attention to the Eagles matchup, there were so many points in time in that game where the Eagles should have kind of like blew them out. Um, uh, but just due to some unfortunate drops, um, and I get it drops happen to part of the game, missed penalties, things of that nature. Um, obviously the game went the other way. Um, but yeah, but I I, I definitely lean um Houston to cover this particular spread. Um, I could be completely wrong and just not know what I'm talking about, but um, I just like to see how a team like this responds to such an emotional um, victory, beating an undefeated team when no one thought they'd win. Um, how do they respond, especially on the road? I like to see that. So um, no particular props um, in this game. Just lean Houston plus the three.
2: All right. Well, that's enough of those one o'clock games. Let's get into these four o'clock games for these guys. We got the two and seven Raiders against the three and six Broncos. And the Raiders, man, they once again found themselves losers of three straight and once again find themselves with the Broncos on their schedule. Now, the last time this happened, they were at home and they managed to get the win. This time they're on the road and they're 0 and 5 this season on the road. So I don't know. I don't know if they can turn it around to another win. The Broncos look to get back back into the win column this week, too. Uh let's see. haven't. So uh TP, roll me in with some stats, man.
1: Broncos, Raiders. Let's ride off into the fucking sunset. This abysmal season for both these teams. This is ridiculous, man. Both teams on paper should have been stellar and yet mediocre at the very best. At the very best. Um Derek Carr is going to be without Darren Waller, Hunter Winfro. Um, Russell Wilson gonna be without Javante Williams, KJ Hemier, and Jerry Judy this week. It's gonna be a lot of shorthanded football this week. However, we are gonna get an excellent one-on-one matchup, hopefully, if Pat Surtain the second is gonna travel and cover Devontae Adams. Um, we may get a Deion Sanders versus Jerry versus um Jerry Rice-esque matchup. Obviously, I'm not saying that either one of those players are Deion Sanders or Jerry Rice by any means. However, given how bad these two teams are playing, that could be a little fun chess matchup to watch. Maybe we may see some highlights. Maybe we might see some blows thrown a la um, Andre Johnson. What's the cornerback that he fought? What's his name? Yeah, I know who I'm talking about. Oh, snatched his chain. No, 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 no. That's that's, um, not that one. That's a Kip Talib. I'm talking about um Andre Johnson, the youngin' from the Titans.
2: Yeah. Might... Oh, uh was that was that no, that wasn't him. Never mind. Um
1: Anyway, we just is, we man. just need to see, I need to see some physical football from Pat Sertain the second and Devontae Adams. Otherwise, I'm, I don't know who to pick in this game, but both these teams, they this game should have been flexed out in that other one o'clock game. Courtland
2: Finnegan. Game.
1: There you go. Exactly. Cortland Finnegan. Exactly. Thank you. That Jets-Patriots gets to be flexed here. But neither here nor there.
2: Neither here nor there. Trev, man, you got any, any fantasy talk for us? Is, matter of fact, somebody getting punched in this game. We've, we've been talking about it now. You think somebody's getting punched? Is there a problem? It's, it's not
0: a, It's not on my radar. I didn't see a problem with unfortunately. So um, <laughs> nothing I'm going to bet. But um, let's talk about the sides of this game. So you got the Raiders and the Broncos. Uh, sitting at two and a half points for the spread right now. Um, I feel like this could be a game where I think when the game is over, the clocks are at zero, I think the Broncos ease out of victory, like maybe a one-point victory <laughs> type of thing. Um, but I, I'm really not sure because you've got the Broncos who were dogs last week against the uh, Titans and, you know, uh, at points in time, they looked like they were, you know, going to win this game. Uh, I think they were ten and zero uh, by halftime, and then the score ended up being like seventeen to uh, ten or something like that, uh, or something. Something they lost. is what I'm trying to say, and they couldn't cover the spread, which was set at like plus two and a half or plus three. Um, so yeah, this team has way underperformed. Uh, but so have the the Vegas Raiders too. Um, you guys mentioned uh, some key uh, playmakers that are already going to be out for this matchup. Devontae Adams is dealing with an abdominal issue. Not sure if he'll play. He's questionable currently. Um, I do think that he will, but yeah, this this game is uh, going to be I, I think low scoring, uh, not a lot of offense. The total is set at 41.5 points right now. I think that goes under. Um, on Vandal, uh, 41.5 under is a minus 114, so it's already a lean towards the under. I have no props for this game. I have no idea what's going to happen. I do hope the Raiders kicker gets back kicking uh, field goals again, though, because he just has not even been attempting them uh, just due to the fact that they're not in position or they're taking too many risks um, with the ball um, on fourth down. But, yeah, it's tough to pick it. I think the Broncos win a, a really close game. Two and a half might be too high. You know, if it was like half a point, yeah. you know, just money line. I'd, I'd probably go with that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no no real leans on the side. I just think the Broncos will win. Uh that that's about it. I mean the Raiders can easily win this game too, the way these teams have been playing, but I'm not I'm not picking a side. I just um I just like the under. That's it.
2: All right. Well, let's
0: go ahead and everybody hammer
2: that under for him. Let's get into this other four p.m. matchup. We got the five and four Bengals against the three and six Steelers. The Bengals coming off their bye. They're one and four against the spread and straight up in the last five seasons. Matter of fact, Burrow's rookie season, he had to play Mike Tomlin and the Steelers off the bye. And he got completely dominated 36 to 10 in that matchup. And on top of that, they lost week one to this team 23 to 20. <sighs> Steelers, man. Mike Tomlin. Cur- current spread right now is at three and a half. I. I like that three and a half. I think I think this is a field goal game. But T P man, is there any stats that you can you can dig up on that that I should know about?
1: I mean, depending on how the Ravens play, the Bengals could find themselves tied for first place um, after this game, which could be a little bit of a motivating factor for them. Um, but obviously, the Pittsburgh Steelers gonna have something to say about it as this is a divisional matchup, and Mike Tomlin is still trying to hit at least five hundred during this season. Um, I mean, first week they did have something to say about it, forced five turnovers and sacked Mister Cigar Smoker himself seven times. So, former Defensive Player of the Year T.J. Watt is back after tearing a muscle in his arm, actually in this game, first week of the season. Um, and again, Mike Tomlin is never one to throw in the towel on the season, and for what it's worth, it's still attainable. Potentially. Um, I would like to see how Joe Mixey is going to uh, match up against his defense post his amazing performance against Carolina. Um, Jamar Chase still seems to be down, but I mean Joey Burrow will not be short of any um, any offensive targets. So we will see how that goes. Um, Kenny Pickett will be starting this time around and not Mason Trubisky. So I'm sure that will make a little bit of a difference on the offensive side of the ball for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um I think that Cincinnati is going to get this win. They're going to split the season series here. Um, I don't know. I, I just think Cincinnati is going to be a little bit more mature, a little bit more prepped for this for this game, as opposed to the first week of the season. They were kind of coming
2: off a Super Bowl hangover as well. Okay, Trev, man, you got any, any fantasy intake, any any prop bets?
0: Yeah, so we still have Jamar Chase out. Yeah. Um, which means we've got Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, and uh, T Higgins mostly as our you know offensive skill players here. Um, I look for Tyler Boyd and T Higgins to have better weeks. I mean Joe Mixon. I mean he had one of the greatest weeks. <laughs> um, really can't get too much better than that one. Uh fantasy, so I, if fantasy football, I'd start both of them if you got them. Um, well, all three of those guys, but um particularly at the wide receiver position, I'll start Tyler Boyd. Um. As for the side in this game, you know, the Steelers are sitting at a plus three and a half. I mean, the Bengals are clearly the better team at this point in the season. But it, it's tough to count Pittsburgh out at home. Um, Pittsburgh obviously won in week one against uh, against the Bengals team that definitely thought that they were going to uh, get that game. At that game, they were uh, six and a half point, um, you know, um, dogs in that game, Pittsburgh was. Uh, this game, they three-and-a-half-point dogs. Now, I don't think they'll win this game, but division matchups are entirely different than, you know, just regular, you know, out-of-conference or, or, or in-conference, uh, you know, games. So I do think anything could happen here. I'm going to go ahead and lean Steelers plus the three-and-a-half. Obviously, I think Cincinnati's better. But um, you know what? Cincinnati is better. They're better. I think they want to get their get back. It's not because you said that, but I just kept thinking as I was saying. Um,
1: oh, you gotta get that. I like, that I'll,
0: leg back, man. No, no, yeah. I, I think, I think that would be their focus. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, they're missing one of the top guys, so I think that's why the spread is sitting right now. What it is, I think it'd probably be about five and a half if they had Jamar Chase and he was healthy. I'm gonna go with that. I, I just, I had to do some, you know, something you gotta hear come out of your mouth one time. Um, I do think the Steelers will put up a a good effort. I mean, they looked good last week against the Saints, but uh that's the Saints. This is. uh <laughs> The Bengals, who just made Super Bowl appearance, and this is a in division um, opponent. So, I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I do think they want to get some revenge on them for what happened in Week One. That's 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 my pick. That's my pick. I don't do that often. Everyone um, switch shit up like that. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm really gonna go with yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Split the series.
2: All right, we'll we'll see what happens there, because we all know Mike Tomlin's trying to get back to that 500. Let's get right into some Sunday night football, man. We got the 7-2 Chiefs against the 5-4 Chargers. And in the last two uh, seasons, these teams have split the season series. Mahomes, however, owns a 6-2 straight-up record against the Chargers and already beat them earlier this season at home, 27-24. The Chiefs are 7-0 straight up in the last seven road games against the Chargers, but 1-4 against the spread in the last, in the last five games against them. But you know what Over betters. This is where I want to talk. I want to talk to all you overbetters right now. It's currently sitting at 51.5 minus 118. That is pretty high juice. But let me tell you why. Six of the last eight Chargers home games have gone over, and seven of the last home games for the Chiefs have gone over as well. And 10 of the last 15 games for the Chargers home and away have gone over. So you know what? Overbetters. This might be the one. This might be the one. TP, roll me in with some stats, man.
1: Jefe, I mean, you did say it. Um, Most of these games tend to go over. Um, But both teams are going to be missing or potentially missing some of their receivers. Um, You know, Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't really matter who he's missing because he's going to find somebody to throw the ball to. But he will be missing Cole Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster. Justin Herbert may be without Keenan Allen again. I'll never draft him in, final, in fantasy ever again. He's always hurt when I draft him. And Mike Williams uh, practiced sparingly this week um, for the Chargers. Um, now this is a nice pocket for Kadarius Tony to get involved. Last week he had a touchdown and was also very effective in the return game. So let's just let's just see how Kadarius Tony works out for this um, Chiefs week. Um, Chiefs game once again this week. This Chiefs team. Um, Austin Eckler will be carrying the brunt of the load. Pause. For <laughs> this Chargers team. But DeAndre Carter and Joshua Palmer are going to have to get a little bit more involved for Justin Herbert and the um, Chargers to stand a, any sort of chance, any semblance of a chance against this uh, Kansas City Chiefs team. Because as we all know, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. And it's only going to be a matter of time before totally, he starts to blow that game out if they can't keep up. So personally, I do pick Kansas City to win this game um,
2: by how much is
1: what the key is here.
2: Yeah, that is true by how much. The current spread sits at minus five and a half for the Chiefs. Trev, man, you got any props for us though in this game? Any fantasy talk that we should be starting here?
0: Um, yeah, Austin Eckler. Got him stardom. Travis Kelsey stardom. Mahomes, I should not say it, stardom. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who Mahomes throws to in this matchup. Um, I do think Hadarius Tony is a good flex play for this week. I think um he'll definitely be a focal point of this offense. Uh, I look for him to get about uh you know five targets or so uh just depend on how he wants to distribute the ball. Um also the running backs. I think they'll probably lean more on that uh this week. Um but for the side on this game so Los Angeles covered last week when they were uh seven and a half point dogs against uh the San Francisco 49ers um that was a lot of points um I look for Los Angeles to cover the spread this game as well. Um, like you said, they've already won um, against some of the Kansas City Chiefs. We're well, sure they want to win again, um, but I, I look for a series split right here. I think everyone thinks uh, Kansas City is easy, easy money. They covered the spread last week, but who knows uh, if that will happen again at this point in time. The over 51 and a half, it looks really promising. It looks really good. Um, one thing that I particularly like to do when uh, the Chiefs play is, uh, you know, they seem to get these high totals anywhere from like 47 to 51 um is you know wait at least the first drive or so they don't always score in the first drive at, at first drive and neither does their opponent so uh i'll give you an example last week when um they played against the jags um uh, you know nobody scored for a little bit um this total dropped uh down to like 43 44 live and it was prime for the you know picking for someone to take that over um and then mahomes and them it, it, they just kind of ran up the score so um it's one of those things where you just you, you try to get their um totals uh as low as possible and then and then go for the over. because um, you know, Mahomes can be Mahomes um in the game. But yeah, I look for Los Angeles to cover the uh five and a half. I look for Kansas City to probably eke out a win. Um it's this low just because of the skill makers that are missing on Kansas City side as well as as well as Los Angeles's. But yeah, I look for Kansas City. No particular player props um in this matchup. All right, let's
2: see if Kansas City can get it done. Let's see if my over can hit an over-bet. Maybe they'll listen to you and take it live. Let's see what happens, though. Let's get into some Monday night football, though. We got the 5-4 49ers against the 4-6 and six Cardinals. Now, the NFL returns to New Mexico for its fourth game ever. This Monday night, though, Jimmy G, he's only played three career Monday night football games in which he is 2-1 and one straight up in. Kyler Murray, same thing. He's but although he's one and two straight up. Uh let's see. Murray brings his historic record. If he if he starts, he brings his historic one and six straight up November record into this matchup, too. But if he doesn't, Colt McCoy will get the start. Who, as Kyler Murray's backup, is three and one straight up. And in his career, I had to do a lot of research for this one. And I was very, very disappointed when I found the answer for this. Colt McCoy has played one Monday night football game. And he won that matchup. I'm not going to speak who he beat in that game because oh that doesn't matter. But it was Cowboys. Hey, we weren't going to speak on it, Trev. That no, our people. Happen. Our
0: people should know. Our people should know what happened. They should know what happened. It's
2: ancient history, okay? The Cowboys. It was an overtime loss. They weren't. They weren't in their mind. They. they weren't thinking straight, okay? It was
0: overtime. They
2: were. You know, it's, it's okay. We lost by a field goal. We live to fight another day. That's right. All right. <laughs> TP. We're not going to talk. We live to fight another day. But roll me in with some stats on this game right here.
1: Mexico City. That's a little margaritas. we get active. Let's go. Uh Margaritas <laughs> war Warzone. You know, that's that's what we're talking about, Kyler, right? You know? No, I'm just kidding. Um Well, I'm probably gonna need a couple margaritas depending on how the Cowboys play this Sunday. Um, they may be without Kyler Murray this week, dealing with a little bit of a hand. We brought up Colt McCoy. I mean, led the team to a victory. Let's see if they can do it again. Um but, you know, I, I just don't really see much coming coming from Arizona going up against a very stout 49-inch defense. And their offense is slowly coming together. Mr. Debo himself, I, I I hate to like him because of what he did to us last year in the playoffs. But, I mean, Debo Samuel plays good football, great football. And they have Christian McCaffrey, another great football player, does pretty much any and everything for this football team. Uh, Brandon Ayuk dropped a big ball. Um, pause. Dropped a big pass uh, last week for a touchdown um i have no fantasy team i actually lost that fantasy game by that touchdown however i don't think i don't think he's going to be dropping touchdown passes too consistently um there's going to be a lot of red in those stands uh this week but i do think that this 49ers team is just going to outright beat up this arizona team kyler hey if you want to if you want to play Warzone, i'm locked in holla at me Headface face locked in traps locked in come highlight us man Let's play some war zone
2: yeah, we you know it's four, it's three of us. We we could use a fourth. They got they got four, so you know, hey, hit us up. It's Trev like us. though, man. <laughs> Trev, man, roll me in with some with some fantasy talks, some some prop betting here. What you got for us in our fourth ever game out there?
0: All right. So we got the forty nine versus the Cardinals, uh divisional opponents, divisional rivals. You got to spread it sitting at uh eight and a half right now. Man. Pains me to say this, but I have to take. Well, doesn't pain me to say it, but I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals plus the eight and a half in this matchup. Um, I'm going to use the same analogy I've used the past few weeks when I talked about the Jets and the Bills, the Commanders, the Eagles. Same things going to apply here: Cardinals and Forty Nine ers, eight and a half or anything over like you know, like three. It's really too many points to be laying with a divisional opponent. Uh, these teams know each other well; they play each other twice a year. And eight and a half is way too many points um, uh, for this matchup, in my opinion. I do think that we will probably, you know, um, we'll get a close game. It's an international game. They kind of, you know, want things to keep it interesting. Um, I think all the international games this year, um, for the most part, have been close, you know, within eight points. Um, You've got uh, Giants-Packers. You've got Jags and um. it'll come to me. Uh, you had Vikings, Saints. You um, just recently had in Munich, Germany. You had um, Seahawks. Jags and, and Denver. Buccaneers. Jags and Denver. Yep, yep, yep. So it's, it's, it's one of those things where I don't think either team is going to be um, uh, blowing the other team out, in, in my opinion. I do think uh, 49ers will probably win this matchup. Um, you know, they just have the better offense. I think they'll have more fans out there, be more fanfare. But, yeah, it, it's eight-and-a-half. is way too many points. I got to side with the Cardinals on that one. Um, yeah, Arizona, minus eight and a half. eight-and-a-half. Um, props, nothing. I really don't know who's going to play quarterback for the quarter, uh, Cardinals at the uh, moment, but it'll be quite interesting to see, um, you know, kind of how that situation plays out over the next few days uh, leading into the weekend. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I still think he'll do DeAndre Hopkins things. DeBo's going to do DeBo things, and McCaffrey's going to do McCaffrey things. I'm not too worried about uh, – about either one of them. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, you
2: know, that is a pretty high spread. Um, I definitely like the 49ers to win. I don't know if I'll, I'll touch that. Um, if anything, I might put it on a teaser. This might be a teaser week for me, guys. This, You know, I'm sorry, I am I might tease something this week. Might might put a nice little, little one in. But you know what? We got something coming up for you guys. We got a little moment of silence, man. And, you know, I just want to shout out to all my Eagles friends real quick. You know, we got to get a moment of silence in for you guys because y'all really thought, I mean, I mean, y'all really thought y'all were gonna go undefeated this year. So, with that being said, I just I gotta, we gotta take a brief moment, just just so y'all can clear your heads, get your minds right, and just start thinking straight again. So here it is. All right, Eagles fans. Hopefully that that gave y'all time to collect your thoughts, get it together. You know something, but you know we'll see what happens. TP man, what's going on, man? How you feeling? We got, we got, we. we I need you. I I need you to get this one for me. I need you to get this for us. All right, Give me that on. playmaker of the week. Give me a second. I'll,
1: I'll I will I will make sure. I'm going to guarantee this one, with this this here. This here, right nope. here. Nope. Guarantee nothing's guaranteed, right here, okay?
0: Nothing's guaranteed. We're going
1: guarantee, to guarantee it right here. Okay. Saquon, we're getting out of the red, okay? We're getting out of the red. We're going to the blue, the G-man. Saquon Barkley is going to be my playmaker
2: of the week. All right, Barkley. You got to get it done for this guy. Seal it. Got to seal go. the deal. Well, you know what? It is time. We are here. Unfortunately, last week was not that great. But, you know, it's time to recoup. It's time to get back on track. And the Vikings, man, they might be 4-0 at home. But them Cowboys, man, we are 8-2 overall against that quarterback that they got. So you know what I'm saying. You know how I'm feeling. It is time to get back on track, get them wheels a-turning. And, Dak, man, you need to learn how to throw in some, some middle passes. Some You got to get – it's time to – I don't know. You know what? He might be hanging out with Kyler Murray. They, they might be the no-film twins because I don't know if he's watching film. I'm concerned. I hope he is. Because he and if he's not Dak, listen to me. You know what? I'm gonna, next time I talk to Micah, I'm gonna have to ask him because I'm concerned now. I'm starting to get concerned. These passes are concerning me, but man, how y'all feel? How y'all feeling? All feeling do you
1: want to start? Or do you want me to start? Because we can rock paper scissors. I
0: don't know. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll go. I don't, I don't mind. I'll go. Okay, so, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah Hefe was talking about Dak and his, uh, his his pass throwing, his decision-making, his film study. Uh, I'm sure Dak is a, is a good study of the film. Um, however, I do think that there have been too many instances of him turning the ball over and just perplexing situations. You know, you think it's going to you know hit one of his guys, uh, you know, in stride or something like that, and boom, it hits the opposing BB or the linebacker right in the stomach, <laughs> almost like it was intended for him. Uh, we've had so many recent examples of this. You um, look last week against the Packers. Two interceptions, one in the red zone, um, trying to hit Dalton Schultz. And then the other one was uh, across the middle of the field. looked like kind of – I think it was a crossing route or something like that. Uh, But he was looking for CeeDee Lamb. He hit the safety (laughs) right in the chest. So um, I will say on those particular interceptions, um, Dak actually called out his teammates, which is something that he – that's uncharacteristic of him. He called out uh, CeeDee Lamb. He called out uh, Dalton Schultz as well, saying that was on them. He said that. that that was really interesting because that's not something um I really have seen that Prescott um you know really do in the media um so you know he definitely called him out behind doors um so for him to do that is, is very interesting I do think C.D. Lamb was kind of at fault there I think he was supposed to be underneath that safety um versus over top of him so um I do think that was a mystery even the greatest quarterbacks um it's just so little time to adjust it's all about timing and um would have, would have probably made a similar error. Um, yeah, I just think uh, you clean up these turnovers, I think we'll do pretty well. Um, there's no reason we need to be stepping back to pass that many times. Um, that was concerning. Um, our defense uh, played pretty well. Uh, when I say pretty well, I guess they really didn't because you allowed that many touchdowns, especially by a rookie wide receiver. But overall, I think this team is still good. Um, I am worried about this particular matchup, though, just because of what I saw. But it's the Vikings, it's Kirk Cousins. We have such a good history with him. Um, and the Vikings, I do think that we'll eke out a win, but it it is still worrying. It's still very concerning. I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, spread is at one or one and a half, so it could really go either way.
1: Okay. So let's so to to your point, Hefe, um Dak does have a little bit of issue. Thrown across the middle of the field, um, I like I like his you know his, his sideline passes you know the little flag routes deep corners. Surely, for some reason, his his passes across the middle of the field they more times than not they always look like they're going to get picked off. Potentially, could get picked off, dropped picks or picks. For what it's worth, um, going up against Harrison Smith, I think he has he has two interceptions in the past three games. If I'm not mistaking, something along those lines. Um, we are 29th in run defense. Dalvin cook broke off. I I could be mistaken. It was either 60 or 80 yard run last week. It was something along those lines. Um, Dalvin cook is, is nobody to scoff at. Um, now there is an interesting stat Kirk cousins against winning, uh, football teams or teams with winning records is 10 and 40. Dak is 18 and 24, um, The Cowboys have put themselves once again in a very, a very interesting position where we have shot ourselves in the foot. We had no reason to let Dak Pascott drop back and throw the ball 46 times last week. It's unacceptable. Um, Coaching staff, Something needs to be done about the coaching staff. I don't know who needs to be fired. I don't know who needs to be reprimanded, but something needs to be done. Um, We've seen this whole situation where the quarterback calls out the players. Tony Romo did this before. What we say was uncharacteristic of Tony Romo. Nothing changes. DeMarcus Lawrence is now claiming that he is injured or, you know, the coach said that DeMarcus Lawrence is injured. That is questionable for this game. So it's the same routine over and over and over again. Cowboys was a big game that they should have won. We are up 28-14 in the fourth quarter. We lose to Aaron Rodgers. At this point, I don't really care that it's Aaron Rodgers. Although, although, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's not Aaron Rodgers. The Cowboys gave that game away, a very, a, a very pivotal game. Now we're third place in the NFC East. The Commanders are looking like they can hop, step, and jump over us. Granted, we could potentially make the playoffs in a wild-card position, whatever you want to look at it, however you want to look at it. But the Cowboys are – Mentally soft. CeeDee Lamb runs his routes very sloppily. I don't know if nobody wants to talk about it. Runs his routes very sloppily. Antonio, I mean not Antonio, Anthony Brown needs to be cut from this football team. Kelvin Joseph does not turn around when the ball is thrown his way. Ever. Ever. No, we we don't have somebody to compliment even remotely to Trayvon Diggs. Um, Donovan Wilson playing well. Defense playing well. Micah Parsons. I don't know why he was playing middle linebacker last week. Dan Quinn. I don't know if you had a conversation with Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy said they're going to throw in Rodgers or Bone. If so, why did you? I don't know what. I don't know what the purpose was. But now we have to play Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, who are seven and one. Yeah, arguably the best team in the NFC. If the Eagles don't collapse, doubt they will. Doubt the Vikings will. Dallas. <laughs> Got a Minnesota team got a New York team still got to play Philadelphia again got to play the commanders with Taylor Heineke not Carson Wentz Vikings are actually eight and one sorry eight and one thank you for correcting play me that eight up. and one eight and one so we have to play the eight and one Vikings <laughs> we have to play the New York football giants on Thanksgiving what are what are we what are we looking at here what are we looking at three games in how many days it's
2: 12 yeah 12, okay yeah yeah,
1: guys are gonna be guys are gonna be sitting out. And Anthony Anthony Brown is in concussion protocol, which means Kelvin Joseph is gonna be on the field, and he never turns around. So I expect Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson to go off. If Christian Watson, if Christian Watson can get three tugs on the Cowboys, what is Justin Jefferson gonna do? Come on now, let's be serious. They better fix yeah. it, otherwise, this. Otherwise, if we don't fix it, the season is gonna be over after this game. Guaranteed. Yeah.
2: And and it goes back to what I said earlier. I just hope there was a lot of a lot of film study session going on here, because it's like you said. They just it, that might have been what it was. TP man, they, they it, McCarthy might have had you know Aaron Rodgers you know on the phone and said you know we're gonna throw you this bone, make it look like you're getting on track. You know, make you it feel wasn't, good the about Cowboys yourself. was bad. the Cowboys. Just bad. Cowboys just bad. Cowboys just played no a bad way. game. <laughs> It was it was it was more than bad. We can't be you can't be up two tugs going into the fourth and lose. okay, that was more than bad. And I need some I need some correction. but you know what? hopefully that correction is made against these Vikings and we give them their first home loss this season. until then, you know, we'll get right back into a very fun, and I can't wait for this a very fun Thursday podcast because it is Thanksgiving. So we got three games on the slate for y'all. I can't wait. And Dallas is on the slate every year, as y'all know. So we get some more Dallas fun. Hopefully we get to talk to you guys about a win that we just would have had against the Vikings, who also have to play on Thanksgiving. So with that said, hopefully they are looking ahead, and we are looking straight at them. Until then, this is El Jefe. I am out.
1: in Dallas. (laughs) And hey, look, man, I don't want to have to trade teams, all right? Don't do that. I'm just kidding. I would never – I would never – I would just focus on basketball. <laughs> TP's out of here.
0: Oh, man. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate that. That was good. Um, yeah, here's Top and Dallas um, can turn it around. I know we're just complaining about a team that has a winning record, but we always do this to ourselves every year, so I do hope that this is not a repeat. But we will find out next week when we recap this game and more. Um, But for now, uh, this is Trev signing out. Thank you all for joining us on another episode of Triple Babble. Um, Yeah, join us again on uh, Wednesday when our next episode comes out. Um, Until then, peace out. This is Trev. Bye. Don't fuck it up, Cowboys.